You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blustein. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all in private. When we first went in, one of the people said, Who are you? And Tech said, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Hey. Hi, everybody. How's it going? How's it going? It's me, Goddess Bunny. New episode. Me, Sandy Chris. Since we are all brides to be. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where are you bringing us? My question for us all tonight is what would be your picture perfect wedding? No budget, nothing. You can do whatever the fuck you wanted for your wedding. I guess for Mark and I, since we're getting married. Yeah. And we're not like wedding-y people. No. But if there was like no budget and everyone paid for it, I would just go all the fuck out. I would want a wedding dress. I would want you in a wedding dress. Thank you. First of all, my outfit would be like head-to-toe Belmont. Shoulder pads and all. I think for the location, I would like to do maybe like a murder house. Mm -hmm. That's iconic. Or a the Amityville house. I'm actually yeah. surprised you didn't say like a Frank Lloyd Wright house. Or I was gonna say oh, that. Oh, that too. I was literally yeah. going to say yeah. like a Frank, a Frank Lloyd Wright house. Taliesin, the murder yeah. one. Actually, <gasps> I think you can get married to Taliesin. Yeah. Would it be in poor taste to ask like I want to be where Mayma was murdered? Yeah, no, no, not yeah. at all. I think um, that's yeah. you. That's if Mayma Borthwick. Yeah. If you're the bride, you get it's your day, so you yeah. get to do whatever my the fuck that you want to yes. do. Every Agreed. day is my day. Every day is bride day. day. So I would do it there, and I would have either Elvira marry us, or I would have John Waters marry us. Well, we could open have, bar for we everyone. could have had Mink Stoll. From right. who's another John Waters character. Yeah, but we had to we were responsible for putting her up. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. I think Mark and I are just gonna have a shotgun wedding. Yeah. You know what though? At this point, honestly, right. it's the best way to go. It is. There's so much stress involved. We've yeah. we've started like looking at venues and just kind of getting an idea. What I'm learning is whatever your budget is for your wedding, mm-hmm. take that. And double it. Yep. Oh, God. I can imagine. See, that is so rude. It's very excessive. It's a lot for a day. I want people to walk away saying that I've never been to a wedding like this before. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I've never done something like that before. Like, instead of having caterers, like, have a bunch of food trucks cater yeah. the fucking yeah. wedding. Yeah. Like, oh, that was a unique, fun experience. Get married at, like, a really just out there place. Yeah. Absolutely. Like a villa in Italy. Or a truck stop in Spain. A truck stop in Spain. I would be fine with that. But no, like we want something that's different than a traditional wedding because neither of us are traditional. If it was up to us, we would be eloping. Yeah. And just doing it. There are expectations there are of expectations others. expectations and other people who have their own opinions. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, you just rise to the occasion and yeah. you do what you want to do on your day. Typically, when one gets married, people usually describe it as like the best day of their lives, right? Yeah. Well, for Cody Johnson and Jordan Graham, it was not the <laughs> Who best. Who are day of they? Day. 
get into it. I can't wait. wait. Is Cody and Jordan, are they man and woman? Man and woman. Okay, because those are very, like, fluid Cody is names. a man and Jordan yeah. is a woman. Okay. All right. So, wasn't sure. Cody was 25 and Jordan was 22 when they met. They met at the same church in Montana. Okay. I guess that's what you do when you live in Montana. <laughs> he instantly fell in love with Jordan, but she did not reciprocate those feelings for Cody. Okay. They still went through those motions that you would have in a typical relationship. Going to church together, meeting friends, yeah. going to family functions. So despite Jordan's feelings, she's continued to go through those motions. Mm-hmm. Things seemed quote unquote normal on the surface. However, friends started picking up some really weird vibes between the two of them. Oh boy. Oh boy. Friends have stated that they have never seen the couple kiss, hold hands... Or show any signs of intimacy around each other. Wow. A friend of Cody's stated that Jordan was very distant and reserved. The interaction that they had with each other did not seem happy or loving. It was just very awkward. Mm. Oh, boy. Very awkward. It's also interesting that I should add that Jordan made every excuse in the book to not spend time with Cody. So even though Cody wanted to spend all the time with Jordan, she just always had some excuse. And what does someone do in a relationship with a bunch of red flags? You paint a bigger red flag and you're like, yeah, wave my red flag, baby. You ignore the red flag. Yeah, that too. In Cody's situation, he proposes. Oh, I know. So a year into this bizarre one-sided relationship with red flags, Cody proposed and Jordan seemed, I guess, happily to accept. I mean, like, she's like, I guess. I guess so. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone who knew of this relationship dynamic was very surprised to hear this news. That they had gotten engaged. Yes. Okay. Oh, boy. They got married on June 29th, 2013. Cody was very happy and Jordan was not. Her maid of honor later stated that Jordan had cold feet and asked her maid of honor if she was making the right decision in marrying Cody. Jordan also sent a text to her maid of honor after the wedding stating that I should be happy, but I'm just not. And also stated that she was going to lie to Cody and say that it was her time of the month so she wouldn't have to have sex with him on their wedding night. What the fuck (laughs) is this about? What? Why? Why would you do this? But why did she agree to get married in the first place? I don't get that. Oh, God. I'm not happy. Oh, Jen, you always get these ones that stir us up. I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Stirring the pot. So the wedding went on as planned. All seemed to be well until about a week after the wedding, Cody was reported missing by his place of employment Um, after not showing up, which was very unusual for him. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I'm concerned. Where's Jordan? When Cody's friends asked Jordan where he was, she claimed that he left the day before without telling her where he was going. And they did not buy her excuse because he was so happy on their wedding day and he wouldn't just leave. He wasn't the type of person to just like get up and escape. Another thing to mention is that Jordan did not seem to be upset or phased that Cody was gone. Oh, okay. 
Well, that fits the bill. So, yeah, clearly this meter looks suspicious as fuck. Yeah, for sure. So the investigators, they wind up questioning Jordan, and she gives them a different story than she gave Cody's friends. She claims that she received a text message from a Tony S. saying that Cody was dead after falling off a cliff at Glacier National Park. Oh, as one does. Yes, you send a text. Hi, I'm sorry, your missing fiance fell off a cliff. The investigators, they tracked down the IP address where these text messages were coming from to see that the message came from her parents' house, so not from a Tony S. Jordan told her and Cody's friends that she just had a feeling of where he would be. And then they all drove there, and apparently they were all singing and having a good time in the car. Oh. So driving to go find Cody while singing and just smiling and laughing. Making my way downtown, walking fast. I wonder what they were singing. That song that I just sang. Mega Man. No, it was 2013. So So they were singing. Party in the USA. Party in the US. You fell off a cliff. I was singing Rebecca Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Friday. 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 Gotta get down on Friday. Um, (laughs) They get to the national park, and Jordan leads them to what's called the loop. It's a narrow pathway. And it sits above a ravine with a 200-foot fall. Okay. So she leads them there and just very calmly looks down. Oh, God. And just says, oh, my gosh, it's him. Oh, Oh my God. So she had a feeling where he was. Oh, yeah. She's a fucking clairvoyant. Wow. Sylvia Brown. On July 16th, 2013, Jordan was once again questioned and claimed that she just had a feeling where his body was. And that was the last place he wanted to see before he died. Oh, okay. Is that her way of implying that it was like a suicide? Yes. Now, she claims that she's never been to the park before, but the surveillance cameras proved that they went into the park together and Jordan left by herself. Are you kidding me? So then Jordan, for like the fifth time changes her story again when confronted with this actual hard evidence. She admits to pushing him off the cliff, Uh, but says that it was an accident. Oh, I accidentally pushed uh, someone off a cliff. So apparently they were arguing, and then Cody grabbed her, and she pushed him in defense, and then left the scene of the crime. Oh, wow. The injuries on Cody say otherwise. There were injuries on his arms and his head, which proved that it was a headfirst fall. Oh, boy. There was also a blindfold found next to him. What? Holy fucking shit. Well, she's like, I'm going to take you to this great spot, baby. Hold on. So uh, hot. Oh Is that what she did? Did she blindfold him? I mean, it sounds like over? it. It's sounds very like possible. It. What a bitch. The investigators on the case theorized that Jordan told her new husband she had a surprise for him (laughs) and lured him to the area, blindfolded him, told him to turn around, and then pushed him over the edge of a cliff. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, What a fucking asshole. I know. 
I always find the assholes, don't I? I know. I find some fucking like It's okay. It makes it makes me feel better after right? the emotionally driven ones that Mark does. It makes me feel like better about <laughs> not wanting to have a wedding. I just want to go elope with Jerry. Yeah, you don't want to be right? blindfolded to a fucking cliff. Exactly. Yeah, I got a surprise for you. Here are rocks at the bottom of this cliff. But I'm just also surprised because a lot of times, like, when you blindfold someone, you can still kind of see, like, underneath. Yeah, I guess it depends. Yeah. I guess it was a good blindfold. How do you know? But she was. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree. Before. I agree with that. But she was convicted of first-degree murder and one count of making a false statement to authorities. <laughs> One false statement. She gave what? like ten. I was gonna say one false statement. One false statement. Okay, I think we're not keeping proper count here. I, yeah. Yeah, that's like, yeah. No. When the trial arrived, Jordan pleaded not guilty and told her story of self-defense. She said, "I wasn't thinking about where we were. I just pushed." <laughs> Stop. I'm, I'm, I wasn't thinking. I just pushed. Like, you just... What the so, fuck does that mean? I don't know. I wasn't thinking. There was a wood chipper, and I just pushed. Like, oh, I'm going to wake up today, and what am I going to do? Push someone off a cliff. Yeah, because that's what one does. That's what one does. She's oh, an idiot. God. So... Really, Jordan? Really? She also claimed... seems to be pulling an Amber Heard. She claimed that Cody wanted to do a lot of sexual acts, that she was uncomfortable with mm. and that he only wanted her to make him happy while she was miserable. Did he want to try like butt sex? And I, she was like, oh, I'm not for me. <laughs> However, at last minute, this bitch switched her plea to guilty. Oh. Mm. Did the cliff go to court? It should have. <laughs> On March 27th, 2014, she took a plea deal to the second degree murder, charging her to 30 years in prison with no chance of parole. Oh, boy. This is the story of the murder of Cody Johnson. And my follow-up question tonight is, what do you actually think happened on top of that cliff? Like, what do you think happened uh, at the top of the cliff between Cody and Jordan? What I think ultimately happened was that for whatever reason, Jordan did not want to get married to Cody. I think she created this kind of like semi-elaborate situation in her head that she was going to carry out. And I think she was like, it's a surprise. You have to be blindfolded. And then she essentially was like, okay, we're here. Boof. <laughs> Yeah. She seemed like a messy person. Yeah, absolutely. I think she seemed like a messy person. I think that, I mean, if she didn't want to get married, she should have not have gotten married or agreed to it. I think that this just sounds but like, like... I guess that's what happens when you're in your early 20s and you meet at a church in Montana. Like, what else is there to do in Montana besides yeah, go to church? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I lived in Montana... Go watch some buffalo rum? Yeah. Yeah. Montana. yeah, when I lived in Montana during my third marriage, when I was with the Price Episcopal Church. Price. <laughs> the Christ Episcopal? Yeah. The, Episcopal. Listen, don't check my facts here on this, but when I'm telling you, I was a Mormon. Okay, anyway. No, I, I think she, it was cold-blooded murder. Yeah, I think for she sure. was just 
was like, I'm going to put a blindfold on you. I have a surprise. And then she pushed him. Yeah, that was like the to, surprise. That's the, yeah, that's the surprise. <laughs> he got pushed. He didn't but know also, what the surprise I was. I mean, the sad part is it's like this Cody guy seemed like he was like an okay human being. Yeah, I'm sure he was. And it seemed like he actually genuinely loved and cared about Jordan. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure he did. And I'm sure he was bamboozled. But I mean, hey, listen... Once again, you know, um, you know, we don't know all the facts. We weren't yeah. there. We weren't to quote the c word. <laughs> but don't you think? Too, I'm not blaming him or anything. But don't you think he would have thought she might not be the one? I mean, it seems like they probably had no sex life. Everyone from the outside said that they were never affectionate or acted like yeah. a couple. So was he just in denial? He you could know? have been in yeah. denial. I mean, I, I mean, there's plenty of people out there who are like that in relationships. Yeah, where I like, mean, clearly <laughs> it's not working out, but they're just trying to believe that every single thing is like actually going really well in their relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, have you guys ever known anyone like that? Oh, yeah. Plenty of people. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I have too. So it's like, I get it. That is not, you know, Montana, Nebraska, New Jersey, New York. It can yeah. happen anywhere. Don't you have some common sense about like marrying somebody? This is somebody that I want to spend time with and I want in my personal space. Yeah, you know? of course. You have to consider those things. I mean, that should be a real thought. Shame on her. Yeah. Shame on her. I'm not 100% yeah. what kind of congregation or what kind of religion they practiced or where they were. I don't know if it was more of a religious thing. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know if it was a boredom thing. Yeah. It could be a variety of things. I think that in these types of situations, people get themselves into them just, you know, sometimes out of extreme religious belief they or do. personal yeah, or, they you know, do. pressure from family. You know, I mean, I've known people over my life who I know for a fact, and I won't state names, but, you know, their mothers have been like, but he's a doctor. Like, that fucking matters. I like, I it fucking matters. Like, you can be a, a you know, a work for the sanitation department. You could be or a, a cat litter scooper. Marlon Brando. Yes, yes. exactly. I love a truck stop. Exactly. Since our last episode, mm. The Bunny Goddess. Yeah. Goddess you'll, you'll Bunny. Goddess God, Bunny. Yeah, well, same difference. Sandy Crisp. Yeah, Sandy Crisp. You'll know what that reference is. If any of our viewers slash listeners have a theory about what happened on top of that hill. Yeah. That mountain. It. Yeah, really. Cliff. 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 <laughs> Message us on Instagram Please. at Bizarre Buffet. Absolutely. On Facebook, Facebook at Bizarre Buffet. That's right. Our website, BizarreBuffet.com. That's right. You can go on Patreon and see all of the things that we have to cut out As of these episodes. As you hear episodes. my squeaking chair right yeah. now. Oh, Mark, I, I love your shirt. I wonder who made that. This shirt, we're going to zoom in here. Got Demons, Ed and Lorraine love Warren, it. the horniest couple you'll ever meet in your life. I love it. Charlatan Phonies, designed by Mark Toriello, who's here. Oh, zoom. I, I forgot oh. that I made that. Oh, yes. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. And also... I know that there are a lot of you who listen and watch, there which are. we appreciate and love and uh -huh. adore. 
But I know that you're not subscribing. You better subscribe, oh, bitches. Please. It Leave makes us a sound. comment, a yeah. review. Say yeah. hi. Yeah, say hello. We really enjoy We really enjoy interacting. interacting with our fans. We do. So let us know that you're there. Say hello. Let us know how you are on the cliff that you live on or yes. don't. And yeah, so until next time, I'm the cliff. My name is Tony S. Oh my god. I guess I'm a blindfold. Wow, that's oh amazing. Oh my god. Soggy yes. blindfold. Yes. Don't push me off a cliff. Uh,